Welcome to Quick Shots, a short format traditional archery podcast, where we introduce you to some of the world's most influential traditional archers, and occasionally, some random dudes. What tab are you shooting? Check out CD Archery Performance ILF Risers for hunters to world champions. CDArchery.com. Made right here in the United States of America. Don't forget to check out our sponsor, ArcheryPass.com, for all your traditional archery needs. Hey everyone, welcome back to Quick Shots. I'm your host, Mick Chambers. I'm here with Jason Samkoviak, uh, traditional uh, bow hunting and wilderness podcast, the voice of um, Jason. Welcome to the show, buddy. How you doing? <laughs> really good, really good. Uh, as I was saying before, we got uh, started here. You know, it's great to uh, it's great to meet you. This is the first time talking to you. Uh, I've been watching your videos. I'm gonna I'm gonna ask questions about some of the videos that you have. If you haven't checked out Jason, you know he is a traditional bow hunting and wilderness podcast on YouTube, tbwpodcast.com. You can get all his content there. There's links to everything there. Some cool swag and and stuff like that. So, and uh, I would say you're an outdoor man like i mean like outdoor you live and breathe hunting man i think that's a fantastic uh way of doing things i want to jump right into that so previous to getting on and, and starting the show um jason and i were talking he moved down to georgia can we can you tell us that story about going from uh being a michigan boy down to georgia well in michigan we we lo- i grew up born and raised in michigan loved michigan loved michigan hunting um but then i came down five years ago on a first, my first self, I, I just wanted to hunt hogs. So I came down here to the mountains of Georgia for a hog hunt. And, uh, I was down here two and a half days. Uh, on day two, I got into a hog in the mountains and had, uh, had him at three yards with no shot facing at me. And I was hooked. I was like, that's it. You know, I've killed a couple dozen hogs on ranches and preserves back in the nineties, you know, but yeah. this was my first experience with wild hogs and I loved it. I came back three or four more times we bought a camper so we could spend the summer or the whole winter down here with my wife. We loved it. We did that for three years. And then we thought, let's buy a house down here and get rid of the camper. So we bought a small little house down here, spent all last winter down here and loved it so much. When on our way home, we decided, you know what, let's sell everything in Michigan. Bella, our daughter, she's, you know, she's moving out and everything and she's doing her stuff. And we convinced her to move to Georgia too and her boyfriend. So they're down here. Wow. Um, they're only 10 minutes away from us. So they're here. And uh, we just uh, made it a, a legit make it happen. And so, uh, we sold everything in Michigan, moved down here. And, uh, you know, like I was saying, I, I, you know, slowed down work-wise tremendously down to about literally about an eighth of what I was making income wise. We paid off every bill we had, my house paid off and, you know, uh, (laughs) and now I I just, I hunt a whole lot, you know, during the seat, during the main part of this season, I'm hunting five or six days a week. And during the off season, I'm hunting three, three or four days a week. So what you're telling me is when you talk, we should listen when we're talking about bow hunting, trad bow hunting. That's what I'm hearing. Cause dude, there's like, I mean, there's no one in the bush more than you are. That's amazing. I definitely enjoy it out there. It's, it's my happy place. You know, even if it's just, uh, you know, like right now with all the stuff going on with my daughter's wedding and everything like that, my wife's kind of got me locked down a touch. So, <laughs> yeah. but I'm still, I'm getting up at 
you know, 3.45 in the morning going out there, hiking five, six miles, home by 1.30 in the afternoon and, you know, out there learning new areas, scouting, chasing hogs and, you know, having fun. That's that's amazing. And your 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 daughter's super lucky because, you know, you're a professional photographer. So she's, she, I mean, are you going to have time to take pictures? I mean, what are you going to do during the wedding? Well, I'm <laughs> What's for, your job? For, <laughs> right. Uh, I'm going to do um, when it comes to she's doing two weddings. One is a small ceremony that they're going to have this week because of the fact that. Uh, so this is a small wedding. That one is not, you know, we'll take pictures at. But uh, for her big one next year, I'm having one of my other photographers shoot it so I can just be dad. That's fantastic. That's fantastic. Yeah, but she so, had yeah, to get ordained. Again, so, I'm actually the one marrying her this week. So I'm actually now an ordained minister, went through all the stuff, and I'm actually the one doing her. I'm going to be the one that officially marries them. <laughs> wow. That, so you got a t couple hats you're wearing at that wedding. That's great. Yeah, that's yeah, great. it's going to be pretty fun. Yep. Well, I'm excited for you. I mean, that's fun. I mean, my daughters are, they're not that age yet, but they're like, you know, the 18, 19, 20 year old. So, not yet. Not yet. I don't want them getting married yet, but you know, I just pick the right dude and just let me, let me meet him first and see if he's a hunter or not. If he's not, then, you know, we're going to have issues. Um, you know, especially, <laughs> well, he could, he might be a hunter then he's a compound shooter. And I'm like, I'm not marrying him. I'm not letting my kids marry a compound shooter. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Well, her boyfriend, Dylan, or fiance, Dylan, he doesn't hunt and he doesn't want nothing to do with being in the woods at all. So it's kind of funny. It's weird how that stuff works, but and Bella still does. She loves hunting, you know, and she's into all that kind of stuff, but, uh, kind of funny how all that stuff comes together. But I'll tell you the best way to weed out the good ones and the bad ones. I want every boyfriend that Bella's had on my meat grind. I put a big piece of that masking tape and I write their name on my meat grinder <laughs> and I let them know that uh, if, if they if, if I don't like them, they go through the meat grinder and then I invite their parents over for dinner and feed them to their parents. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. That's funny. You're not just a trad archer, though. I mean, you you you're you're a gun guy, too, though, right? I, I like them. I have a lot of fun. I've only killed two animals in my entire life, big game animals with a gun. Both of them were last year because when I was in Michigan, I was only allowed two deer tags and an occasional doe tag where I was at. So um, I, I wouldn't waste it on a gun. I wanted to bow hunt. But when right. I opened it up last year with a 10 doe tags, I killed a doe last year um, in Michigan with mm -hmm. my uh, 4570 open yep. sights. And I killed a hog down here that way last year. And actually, I dropped that gun. It's actually sitting right behind me were in like I said my little office war room storage closet here but yeah. um that 4570 is right behind me and going out with me tomorrow um it's just nice to carry gun once in a while i've never never yeah. did it and now i have the option to with unlimited tags so um I'm, I'm enjoying it but it's sighted in at 35 yards and i won't shoot past 50 you know yeah that's no that no that's cool i mean i don't i don't mind i mean people take animals with however you hunt hunt just right. i don't want to yuck your yum you know do whatever you want to do right but i per per personally the feeling and you know this more than anyone um that that feeling you get when you take something traditional it's just amazing um yes hey i want to jump back just a bit though i want to get uh, uh behind the curtain and, uh, and and understand when did you start when did you get into trad uh, just into trad period how did how'd you get into trad archery um I never had anybody in my family that hunted. So nobody to teach me any of that stuff. And I didn't, you know, I messed with it a little bit when I was 12, when I got at my first compound, but I, I didn't really do anything. And then, uh, 
Um, living, growing up up north was good, but I moved down to the metro Detroit area for college and uh, I wanted to get back up north. And so I bought a compound bow. Uh, one, I bought it like September 20th. I practiced at the local range. And then on October 3rd, I went up north. I walked down a motorcycle trail, found a good area with a lot of tracks, went back the next morning and sat on the ground. And I had a suicidal deer my first year I ever killed it. Uh, um, I was sitting Indian style on the ground. Three does came in behind me and I was just in a little poplar patch. Three does came in behind me at 18 yards and I saw him and he stopped and I actually turned around, looked at him, stood up, like actually got off the ground, stood up, looked at him, realized my bow was still on the ground, bent down, picked up my bow, knocked an arrow, drew back and shot her. And she stood there for the whole entire process and let it happen. And uh, well, then right after that happened, I thought this this hunting with a compound stuff is just way too easy. This is no fun. So um, I, or I actually, I'm sorry, I bought a Browning Ballistic Mirage. I wanted to get more into it. So that next week I bought faster compounds and they they were breaking, like limbs were cracking. I couldn't yeah. tune it. I got fed up. And uh, and then so by December of that year, so three months later, I bought a, I bought a Martin Mama recurve because I was sick of tinkering with all this compound stuff. And, uh, and I thought, I'm, oh, and I shot it. And I was like, God, this is awesome. This is just real simple. And uh, I hunted with it for three years, shot over the back of 12 deer in three years before I finally connected on my first one. And, uh, but I never looked back. And once I bought that Mamba, that Martin Mamba, which is hanging right there, uh, I got that bow in, uh, you know, that December when I was 19 years old and that was it. And then I just never, never went backwards. It was just, it took three years to kill my first year. And after I killed that first one, I don't think I ever had a year where I killed, you know, less than, than two deer, some year, 12 deer, you know, it just depend on where I was hunting, what was going on, but I never turned back. So you, you went from the mom, how long ago was that, by the way? I was 19 and I'm 49. So 30 years ago, 30 years ago. Wow. 30 years ago. Mm -hmm. and, you, and you're just, how many, if you were to guess, how many animals have you put on the ground? Uh, last time I counted, it was 130 something. So Ooh. we got to be probably close to a, we got to be in that 150 mark, 145, somewhere in that general area, I'm guessing. Yeah. I, just I mean, nowhere near like a lot of these guys. I mean, down, especially down here in the South, you got guys like Robert Carter and Warren Womack. These guys have killed more animals than, you know, major diseases have. I mean, they, uh, you know, I mean, they, you know, they're in the numbers of 400 and, you know, I mean, there, there's, there's a lot of people out there put a lot of animals on the ground. Wow. That's incredible. That That's yeah. incredible. I, I mean, um, that's, that's just amazing to me, but I, but still, I mean, you're, you're recording it and you're, um, and you're putting content out there for people to see and get better at try And that's good. So the more you, I mean, your, your resume is fantastic. I mean, that, that's a fantastic resume. And, and, you know, I want to, so just moving forward, um, what, sorry, I want to, is there anything else on that story about your trad background? No, that was it. Okay. Just, uh, picked it up, loved it, never stopped. That's your origin story. So I want to get more into you, the content creator. Um, you know, you put out a lot of great videos and, you know, when people, if people haven't watched them, you got to go there and see them. I mean, there's some of the best on, on the internet, um, with content wise, there's just some really I, I call you like the common sense bow hunter. I mean, like literally like I, I'm doing stuff and I'm going, ah, this is common sense. I'm going to do this. And then I, I'll, I'll see one of your videos and go, holy shit, he's saying the same thing. And I'm like, <laughs> okay, I'm not creating anything new here. <laughs> like, you know, it's like, I like, I, I, the other day you did a, sorry, I'm, I'm, I'm uh, fanboying a little bit. Um, you did, a, you did a video on buying, you know, your hunting gear at Walmart. 
And I'm like, mm-hmm. I, I love those pants that you have. Like I got like three sets of them myself. I don't know if anyone's out, those Wranglers. Uh, I was like, yeah, I, I'm like, man, this is, this is makes so much sense to me. Um, everything you're doing and all the equipment that you have or, or your, your uh, equipment that you talk about. I, I really like, um, sorry, if I'm going a little bit overboard on your hair, I really no like your worries. videos. I, I really love your videos on, on climbing stand stuff and your, your hookup and your setup for all that. Has any of that changed for, for 2023? Um, are you going to be putting out more videos of that? I actually, just before we talked, I just finished editing up a video that'll go on there in a week or two called, uh, you know, finding the best tree stand for you. And as it gets closer to the season, I will, because I like to really drive home the safety factor. And I really like to drive home the factor of people um, learning the value of a system for not only for safety, but for speed and efficiency. And when, you know, when I hear people say, well, it takes me 20 minutes to hang a tree stand. It's like, you know what? You don't need it to be that long. You can do it in under five minutes if you develop that system and you get that the way of doing it. And, um, and like I said, the safety is a big factor. So I, every year, you know, starting around end of July, August, I, I'll really start ramping up the, the tree stand how-to videos and the things like that. And I do things a lot different because I don't use quick links. I don't use, you know, my straps are, or my harness. I had, you know, John from Tactus Saddle make my harness for me to my specs and he has those. And then I had, uh, um, you know, I don't use one of my tying to the tree. It's just a, I'm using a bowline and tying in with a bowline, not on a dynamic rope. Um, it's just, it's a different philosophy. I made my own Lyman belt 30 years ago and I still use it today. And it's yeah. one hand operation, you know, just a real big, um, simple yet powerful and efficient gear kind of guy. You know, I, the simple is the best. Yeah, no, it, it's pretty good. There's some of the stuff on there, like your, your alignment belt and stuff like that, that you made was just, that's pretty cool. I don't like, I, it kind of give me a little bit of confidence. I'd love to see you do more on that and how I know you've did how to make one, but I, I, I really, I don't know if I have a confidence to do it. Like, I don't know if I trust myself. That's, that's the only thing. Um, but yeah, you put out some great videos. I, I'd love to and, tell and, them. Yeah, why? but That's I can't. They won't let me sell them because of the uh, insurance. You know, the insurance right, is through right. the roof. Yeah. We'll we'll talk after this. We'll talk after this. I guess <laughs> I get, I'll, I'll get your I'll get your PayPal after this. Um, so <laughs> so anyway, because uh, uh, Lyman's belt is is invaluable, right? When you're you're climbing up a tree. Hey, so so you know, I'm just doing a quick search through your videos and stuff like that. And the, the last, the, so the, one of the videos that hit me the hardest recently, obviously is one of the most recent videos that you had. Um, and that it was, dude, I mean, you got a ton of views on this video. Uh, I, do you know which one I'm going to say? No. One of the recent ones, one of the most recent ones, you got a ton of, ton of views, a ton, ton of looks on this. Uh, I am, the one on my stream style. I am done with all these archery techniques. <laughs> I am done with, and you called up the push and you call like, you're like, these well, no, I actually, no. I, 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 try, I even made another follow-up video after that to make sure that they knew that I was not <laughs> knocking any of those systems, but I'll tell you, they don't work for me. I, I, I just, I have tried for so many years to, to get that release to pull through and come back here. And I've tried so many to get that shoulders to come in and I, I, I can't do it. I shoot the best when I just draw it back. I focus on what I want to hit. 
even if I creep, I don't, I never creep my hand, but even if I let my shoulders creep a little bit, I, I don't care. Just put it, put the arrow there. That's all I want to do. And since I just said, forget all of that stuff and started shooting that way, I have never shot better. Matter of fact, no joke, but um, I, I mean, I've replaced five knocks in the past four weeks on arrows and, you know, I only shoot three or four arrows at a time, but I keep busting them, you know? Yeah. And uh, I mean, it's, my shooting's never been better. Yeah, no, that's good. What works for you works for you. I think that, you know, I think, uh, I like that video a lot. Just FYI. I mean, I like that video a lot. I like the follow-up video too. You did say, Hey, I'm not calling anyone out on this, but you know, you do you and read it. Right. Right. And I love your attitude. You're always like that, right? You're always like you do you, but here's what I'm doing, you know? And I think people should listen to you. You've got, would you say 150 animals on the ground? I mean, none of like, right. there's so many of us that haven't been there. So it's experience matters, man. Experience matters. It's funny. You know, when we talk about experience and we talk about competitive archery, one of the things that, that, you know, there's no substitute for experience. So when you go on a competitive archery line and, and, uh, you're, you're a trad archer, you're a bare bow archer, um, you're on that line, you're expected to lose 20 points from your training, right? Because there's, because, because you don't have the experience when you're new to that, that thing. I feel the same way in hunting. I think that if you don't have a lot of experience in hunting, I mean, you have that experience, you know what you're going to do, especially under pressure. It sounds like your shot, actually your shot is good under pressure. And I know that because you film yourself and you go, Hey, I'm going to put three here and you do it right. And that's pressure. I don't, I think, I don't know if everyone understands that when that camera's rolling. Yeah. We're, yeah. It's brutal. The can, when the camera rolls, you, 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 you kind of go, Hey, I'm trying to teach here. You know, editing takes a long time. I'm not editing shit out. I'm not cutting and putting, no one's doing that. I mean, if people do that, you can see that you're not doing that. I've seen your videos. You don't do that. Um, you just put the shots where that you want them to go, like you said, and you're at 18 to 15 yards or whatever. And you just, you, you bang on. That's awesome. So no, I liked it. I liked that. It was good. It was refreshing. You're kind of like that. Uh, uh, oh, what was that name of that? What's the, what's the disc jockey? What's the guy's name? Um, Howard Stern. Howard Stern. Do you remember? Do you remember? Did you see the Howard Stern movie? Did you see that? I Howard? didn't see. The, I didn't see all the movie, but I used to look back in the day when I was an engineer. You know, every morning you sit there at work with the headphones on. I used to listen to Howard Stern show. Yeah. Well, he's so. Well, it's not about the Howard Stern show and how he is on the show or anything like that. But one of the things that he said that made him popular was like he was like a very yes, and uh, here's what we're doing today. And, uh, you know, that's how he used to be a disc jockey. And then he was like, you know what? I'm tired. This is, I'm, I'm not feeling good. And then he was just honest. And then he got off his show and he's like, I'm fired. I'm going to be fired. And instead everyone's like, dude, that was the best show ever. Like, you know, when you told, right. he told his opinion. And so I love it when you get, when you're kind of open and honest and you're, you're genuine about stuff. I, I found that, I found that that video was very genuine. And I liked it a lot. Anyway, um, as creators, as, you know, as you know, as well, too, when you're doing when you're creating content for people, um, my number one, the number one thing, that, the rule that you never change is how can I for you? You know, that's it. That's they're, they're not here to to learn about me. They're not here to learn. They don't care, you know, especially if they don't know you. They don't they don't care about anything about me or my world. They want to know how I can make their world better. And so when you treat it that way and you make sure that every time you put a video out or you're doing something, even on my hunting vlogs that I do and things like that. I try to keep that education there so you can help them. And that, you know, when you're straight up and honest and you call it like it is, and you're not going to hide your mistakes and you're going to just, you know, when you're proving it, you're living how it is. Uh, I think it helps a lot. I think it helps people a lot. 
Yeah, it absolutely does. I'm going to, so, so enough about us content creators. And speaking of that, on that point, people are tuning in to find out how to become better bow hunters. So I'm going to ask you if you have any tips for, for people who, so I'm going to ask you two, three questions. One, do you have any tips for people who want to get into bow hunting? Um, and do you, do you have any tips for people who are beginner at bow hunting? And then do you have any tips for people who are maybe a little bit, they're veterans, but they want to do a little bit better? Yes. For people that want to get into bow hunting, turn off the outdoor channels immediately on TV. Don't watch them one bit. Um, you, you don't overthink this and don't, you know, there, there's there's so much pressure to kill big bucks on TV. There's so much pressure from on Facebook that you have to be a certain something, that you have to wear a certain piece of, piece of clothing, you have to use a certain bow, a certain head, a certain this. None of it is true. You need a bow, any bow. I don't care if it's your grandpa's recurve or your dad's compound, you know, a PSE Mach 5 from the 80s. Doesn't matter what it is. If it's got a string on it, it works. Take it out, shoot it, get good, keep your distances close, and then let the rest of it fall into place when it does. You know, take your time with it. Get that excitement out there and then spend most of your time rather than learning about gear and tricks and how to blow a grunt call and all this kind of stuff. Focus on studying deer habitat and what deer do throughout the year and the life cycle of a deer. And then march out in the woods and start putting some of that stuff to practice so you can learn where to hunt, how to hunt. You know, that's that's the stuff for beginning bow hunting. Um, when you're intermediate in it, the, the most important one is going to be... Um, you know, is start thinking outside of the box. You know, uh, it's good to get instruction. I have the Patreon channel. I got the bow hunting video course. Uh, you, you, you know, there's a million things. You got Dan Infault with all of his stuff. There's so much amazing hunting content out there. Take it, use it, but on the same note, modify it. Change it for your area. Find what works best for where you are. But f the most important thing in that intermediate zone, you got a couple of deer under your belt. You know, you think you're getting good, but you you keep trying the same thing over and over again because it worked. Stop trying the same things over and over again. If you hunt three times the same way and it doesn't yield any deer, then change it and don't hunt that way again for a while. Change it up and do something different. Um, if you're sitting on white oaks and they're not producing, then go to red oaks, you know, because the white oaks are probably done dropping. Uh, if you're, you know, whatever the case is, if you're hunting a particular bedding area and you're not seeing any deer, go to a different bedding area or, you know, whatever it is. If you're too close, if you're on a field edge and no more deer are coming in during daylight, get off the field edge, move in closer to where they're bedding at. You have to change it up especially at that level, and that is going to really give your arsenal a whole bunch of tools you've never had before, and you're going to use them to your advantage. And the number one factor in all of it is remember that every time you fail, that's very valuable because now you know what not to do next time. Um, that would probably be my best for the intermediate guys. One simple one for the guys that really know what they're doing out there, and that is quit buying gear that you don't need and start putting that money towards tags, gas, and vacation time because um, that's what you need more than anything. That is the whole reason I moved down here. It's the reason I gave up my lifestyle, the money we had, all that kind of stuff is because we do not have time in life anymore. It goes by too quick. And if you want to spend it in the woods, you need tags, gas, and vacation days. And without those, your hunting is dead in the water. So find ways to make that happen. Um, that's the best thing. I mean, you're already experienced hunting. You already know what to do. You already have it down to a science. Now get out there and do it and do it in more places. 
You know, it's great. That's, that is amazing. Um, I loved it. I loved every part of that. Uh, you know, that's going to be quoted forever now. I, because, because <laughs> actually you put it in one of your shorts too. He's, he, the most valuable thing that you have is your time. Right. And yeah. so putting, and I, I love that too. I love that quote from you. So that's awesome. Hey, um, I'm going to run. I actually, no, I'm not going to do that. I'm going to do that at the beginning. I'll, I'll edit that, that back in. Uh, cause I want to put up my Patreons and all that stuff too. You mentioned a little bit about Patreon, your Patreon channel. Again, you can go to, uh, tbwpodcast.com and then all Jason's stuff is going to be there and links to his Patreon will be there as well. And we'll have links down below. Hey, so, uh, I'm going to back up just one second and just, I know I said that twice now, but I want, I forgot <laughs> to ask you, I honestly forgot to ask you, what, what are you shooting right now? Um, I, uh, I am a one bow kind of guy. Um, so as I'm not one of those ones that, you know, I got a bunch of bows, but I'm not one that like switches. I cannot switch from a recurve to a long bow and be accurate anymore. I need to stick with one bow. Um, and, uh, I've been shooting, I don't know, for the last 10 years, I've been shooting Northern Mist bows and I've been shooting the classics his uh, Hill style ASL bows. Yeah. Um, I love it. And, uh, but I shoot a, a 57 pound, 64 inch. I only draw a 26. So a 64 is perfect for me. So I shoot a 64 inch, 57 pound Hill style bow, uh, Northern Miss classic. Um, and then, uh, and God, Steve builds a bow, man, his bows are just amazing. Um, and then, uh, arrow wise, I'm using, um, I, I kind of, mine are unique because I make my own custom inserts. Now you got places like Ethics and stuff building really nice stainless steel 200 grain inserts. And when I do change, I'll probably go to those. Um, but mine are tuned so perfect for my custom made. I take two brass inserts and I grind the head off one and mount them together and make a three inch long 200 grain insert. I've been doing that for 15 years um, and I, I epoxy them together and that's in my arrow. So I'm using a 500 spine arrow, but I have three inches of non-flexible end on it. So <laughs> for me, they work you got a right, using, right i mean and then people you know they wonder they're like oh you're under spine you'll never get that to work well i'm only shooting a 27 inch arrow i draw 26 inches 25 and a half usually yeah. and i got 450 grains up front you know so i'm ended up with a 31 foc 31 percent foc and it's a 710 grain arrow um it's so slow coming out of my bow with my short drawn little power stroke that if I if I have the right Nikes, I can't remember which ones, but my wife bought me a pair that are fast enough that when I shoot, if I don't like with where it's going, I can actually run down there and catch it. Well, I used to be able to. Now that I'm almost 50, I probably won't make it, but I'll probably need faster Nikes. But it's such a slow bow. It, it, you know, not that the bow is slow, but the whole combination. But I'll tell you what, every animal I hit, that thing just, even when they hit the shoulders, crack, and it just goes through. And, it, you know, I mean, it's, it hits like a freight train. I mean, when I hit shoot the 3D targets, hit the courses, people are, oh, my God, what are you shooting? Because the whole target's, you know, all over the place, you know. It's, I, I love the combo. You know, it's just, uh, it works perfect. Well, yeah, if it works for you, that's amazing. Hey, do you four-fletch or do you three-fletch? I forget. I should know. I, I, I watch you shoot a lot. I've done them all. Um, I, I, I don't mind four fletch, but it's, it's above my pay grade because it takes four. <laughs> I know, right? It's, those feathers are expensive, dude. That's, they you're are. not lying. You ain't lying. Yep. You ain't lying. So, uh, but I shoot three and I use, uh, they're four inches long. 
I chop them myself because I want them high back, like the old five and a half inch high back feathers yeah, were. Yeah. Well, I make mine four inch, but high back high at back that same it. height because yeah. um, I want to see it. I want it to look like that wiffle ball in <laughs> yellow flying at my target. That way I know where I hit, especially in low light. You know, I want to I see that green blob spinning heavy helical. I want to watch it just roll right through that animal. And so I like those bright colored feathers. Remind me again, what, what kind of arrows are you shooting? What, what did you say? Gold, they're gold tip blems. Gold tips. Okay. I don't know if yep. you said that. All right. I, but do you ever get, you ever get heck for, for shooting, uh, uh, carbons out of, uh, out of, out of your ASL? Oh yeah. All the time. Especially when people are like, what, what arrows? Cause they're the wood version, the traditionals. They look like wood. Didn't I tell them they're carbon? They're like, Oh, I'm unfriending you. <laughs> 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 yeah. I get it all the time. And I get people telling me all the time, you know, you should not be shooting uh, the blems or the 006s. And you know, you're, you're losing accuracy. It's like, really? You think I can outshoot a 006 arrow? <laughs> they work fine. They work fine. And I'm not paying the money for regular. So I buy the blems. Yeah. Remember, I retired now. <laughs> <laughs> Just for people who don't know, like uh, the straightness, he's talking about the straightness, zero, zero, yeah. six of an inch straightness over an inch, whatever. It's, it's ridiculous. But I mean, I, I guess, I guess if it makes you feel better to shoot 003s or 001s, then yeah, then I guess it could help your game. But yeah, you're, you're, yeah, I'm the, I feel the same way at 18 yards. You're not going to do nothing. You're not, yeah, yeah. not going to notice that. And there's, there's a lot of amazing arrow companies, especially today that have come out that have really taken the arrow to places that we never thought it could go. Um, and, 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 and I, you know, more power to those guys and that kind of stuff. But for me, in my opinion, and I keep my max distance is 20 yards. I will. And the reason I say 20 is because if I misjudge and maybe it was 22 or 23, but I tell myself yeah. 20 yard max on every animal I'm shooting at. And uh, in that distance, all my shaft has to do is carry my broadhead there. It doesn't need to be straight. It doesn't need to be fancy. All I needed to do is carry all that 450 grains of broadhead and insert and everything I got in front of it and put it where I tell it to go. That's the only thing that shaft has to do for me. Yeah, no, that's good. That's good. I mean, again, you're, that's what you're, that your forte is not competition. Your forte is bow hunting. It's putting animals yep. on the ground and it's putting meat in yep. the freezer. That's amazing. Do you do any turkey hunting out there? I have killed four or five turkeys in my life. Um, the, the last one was a debacle. I ended up, uh, I think I shot, I think I, I hit it once and it wasn't good. And then I shot every arrow in my quiver as I chased it to try and get it. And I even picked arrows up out of the dirt and was still chasing it. And that's how I put it on the ground and thought that I, you know what, I, I, I just don't, uh, I don't, usually do much turkey hunting and if i did honestly i think i would probably use a shotgun myself um yeah. if i did so i i'm not really a heavy turkey hunter in michigan it would it would interfere with my bow fishing season and i was real big into the bow fishing the custom boats and you know all that and you can't be out on the water till 5 a.m and then find a way to you know be up in the morning for for turkey so i i've not hunted turkeys much now that i'm down here I might, but at the same time, the turkey season is, it's, it's still hog season and it's always hog season. And I, I, the, the, the hogs are, are, I, I like it better than deer. You know, I mean, I, I'm yeah, just, me, they, you're talking know. about when you, you, when you, you break it down, you like the, you like the sausage or whatever. You, how do you, how do you break down your hogs? Well, I, yeah, the meat's good, but I'm talking about hunting them in general. Oh, okay. Sorry. Go on. Go yeah. on. My, my bad. 
Yeah, the, with the hunting stuff, I mean, deer is great. And I love it. But when you spend three months in a tree stand, you know, you by the time you're done, you want to move. And then I can then get into the hogs. And I mean, like I said, I am exploring new things every day, running into snakes and gators and all kinds of cool things out there. And you're just walking and you're scouting and learning and I'm finding hogs. And then you're, you know, the stalking pigs and trying to get in on them. And it's it's just everything about it. It's it's my favorite way to be in the woods is, is chasing hogs. I, I absolutely love it. So in hogs, season and turkey season when turkey season opens on the wmas around here then i can also hunt hogs too so for me i'll probably be chasing hogs not turkeys yeah. i'll probably getting get yelled at by turkey hunters yeah. as i'm wandering around in the woods but i'm gonna try hard not to mess them up <laughs> oh you drive it towards them just um, i'm driving i'm driving the turkeys that <laughs> right. way i'm driving turkeys that way you'll be fine <laughs> yeah I'll, I'll be the one in orange <laughs> <laughs> dude that's that's so cool that you got an interesting life i Tell us a little bit about Michigan. So you're up in Michigan. Were you in the UP or were you, where were you? I was Northern Lower Peninsula. I was an hour from the bridge to get into the UP. Okay. About an hour and a half actually. Yeah. So just south of the the bridge to the UP. Okay, cool. Well that, yeah, that's great. Uh, hunting, fishing area, right? Um, in, in Michigan. There's a lot. It of, it's just so different though is it is it not different like isn't the forest a lot different than down in georgia and the mountains in georgia and night and day i've never i've hunted 13 or 14 different states for whitetails and stuff and this is by far the weirdest thing i've ever been in is down here um <laughs> it, it is a whole different ball game i love it there's a lot to learn um because everything is so monotone i'm a I'm a map hunting guy. I can pick any state that I ever go to, and I can, I I don't even scout any of my out of state hunts. Like what I what I end up doing is, I get into my tent at night, and while I'm in my cot, I pull up on X, and I'm studying topo lines and stuff like that, figuring it out. Then I go and I go in and hunt that spot, go in blind in the morning and set up and hunt it. Down here, I can't do any of that. This is all just it's you don't even know if you can walk half you know a hundred yards into it. It could be flooded out with water. There's so much different type type of terrain down here that's very monotone. Yeah. Um, and you really got to look for the subtleties, and it's a learning experience for me for sure. I'm excited, but yeah. it's definitely a lot different so, than anywhere in the Midwest. I got I got two two more questions. I know we're running a little bit over here, but I got, I got no more, worries. I got two more questions for you. So one is, are you carrying a sidearm? When you go? Never. Um, I used to all the time. I used to carry constantly. Yeah. Um, and then, you know what? I just got tired of carrying it and putting it on. So I don't, the only time I carry now is if I'm somewhere, um, if I'm out with my wife, I do, but usually yeah. it's a 380 in my pocket. I got a custom LCP with the high sights and everything on it. I really like it, but oh. it's a 380 in my pocket or, um, you know, that kind of stuff. Or when I'm out with my daughter, or even when we just went to Savannah, I was carrying then um, because we're wandering around the city at night. So I was carrying two then, but other, when I'm in the woods, never, I, I don't want to, the weight of it and the bulk and I'm sweating like crazy and it's, I don't want to deal with it. It must be a different atmosphere for you being come from Michigan, coming down to where it's hot and muggy and all the time in Georgia. That's got to be crazy. A little bit of an adapt. You must have had to adapt a lot to that. I'm trying to, but it is different. It's a whole different ball game, you know, and, uh, and then the wildlife. And like I said, the, the, the trees and what's what it's all, it's a hundred percent different, you know, yeah. um, down here, they deer eat a red oak the second it hits the ground in every other state I've been to the red oak has to leach out. It's got to sit on the ground for a while before the deer will touch it. Not down here. It's completely different. You know, there's yeah. so many things I don't understand down here yet. Um, 
that I'm still learning and I'm loving it. I'm having a time of my life learning it. But, uh, you know, a lot of the same rules apply with betting and things like that. But it's just such a different terrain and a different world. And like I said, everything down here, there's a lot of stuff down here. That, I mean, if you sit down, if you take a nap for a little bit, not thinking about it, you'll wake up and you'll be you'll have 500 ticks on you and the mosquitoes will be carrying you through the woods. <laughs> you know, it's a, it's a different world, you know. Yeah. <laughs> That's what, Well, uh, one thing's for sure. You haven't lost your accent yet. <laughs> No, not yet. And everybody down here says that too. Yep. Yep. I've even had to tell some contractors on the house. I'm like, listen, just because I sound like a Yankee, I actually live here full time. So you start charging me Yankee prices, we're going to have a real problem. Here. <laughs> hey, it has been fantastic chatting with you and catching up. This is great. I'm happy to meet you. It's, it's, it was really cool. Uh, you're a great person to talk to. Uh, you obviously amazing experience. So I want to thank you very much for being on the show. I appreciate it. We'll have to do it again. I was a lot of fun talking with you. Yeah, we got, I got another four hours of content with you, man. You're awesome. All right. Thanks everyone who stuck around and watched. Don't forget to uh, like, subscribe, all that fun stuff. Don't forget about my Patreon too. Um, uh, Patreon.com uh, slash Archer Geek. Until we talk again, hunt the good stuff. We'll talk to you soon. Thank you.